In other words, I've got a piece to speak. And blow hot or cold, I'm gonna speak it. Let's do this, Johnny! Welcome to the Breaking It Down Podcast. I'm Brother Ron, your host, and each week I bring you the inspired word of God as we together discover and unlock its life-transforming truths. Thanks for listening in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Breaking It Down Podcast. Thanks for listening in. What? Is that calling me now? What's up, brother man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. Listen up. Yo, I know you hear me. All right. So I want to pick up from last week's show. Uh, If you have listened to that, uh, you know where we're coming from. If not, I want you to go back and listen to that episode. So this one will make sense um, since it picks up where we started uh, last week. Uh, We're picking up on the gifts of the spirit. That's what we were talking about last week. And this week we'll pick back up on that. Our key verse, um, if you recall, and I'm going to go through that here, here in a minute here. Uh, key verse for this um for this topic is First Peter chapter four verses ten and eleven. That's First Peter chapter four verses ten and eleven, and I'm going to go ahead and read those right here. So First Peter chapter four verses ten and eleven. And um, in case you're wondering, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks. Let him speak as the oracles or utterances of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Okay, again, and that was our key kickoff verse there, First Peter uh, chapter 4, verses 10 to 8. So let's turn on over to the to the passage I want to focus on for today's show. Let's turn over to uh, the book of Romans, the book of Romans chapter 12. We're going to be reading uh, chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we being many, as in one body are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, and he who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So that's Romans 12, 1 and uh, 1, verses 1 through 8. Now, then let's jump back up to verse uh, 1. Let's go back up there. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Let's stop right there. I beseech you, therefore. Therefore means what comes before. If um, there is a therefore, that means there's something before there. <laughs> okay. I think I got that screwed up, but uh, you get the message. 
Therefore, what? Well, what Paul is talking about here is that since we have been born again by placing our faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, now that we have a new life in him, therefore, this is how we're supposed to live, right? So you're saved. Basically, after you're giving your life to Christ and you're saved, then you're, you're, Paul is begging you, and he says here, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you, who's you? That's you, that's me, right? You, me, all of us who are born again, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, a lot of people get saved, and they know they're going to heaven, they're born again, and then they stop there. That's it. They go about their lives day to day. They live from week to week, month to month, having no real goal, purpose for their lives, no reason living other than, yeah, I know I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. I'll go to church each Sunday. I'll read my Bible and pray, which are all good and, and required of us as a Christian. But then what else is there? And this is what Paul is talking about here. Now that you have presented, or now that you have been saved, that you need to present your body, yourself, as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And then he jumps down to verses 4 through 8. I'm sorry, verses 6 to 8, and he jumps into how do, how do we do that service? How do we perform that service? Well, God, through his Holy Spirit, has given us gifts, right? Having then, verse, I'm reading from verse 6 now, having then, giving, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Then he starts to lift, list them, prophecy, uh, ministry, teaching, ex- exhortation, so on. So that's the purpose. Once you're saved, you're not supposed to sit back and rest on your laurels anymore and just wait to, to you know, the day you die and, and go be with Jesus in heaven. That's good. But no, you're now supposed to be a living sacrifice, a vessel, holy, set apart for use by God, by God's Holy Spirit. Now, I want to key in on verses uh, six through eight, and I'm going to be reading that out of the New Living Translation. Uh, I think it brings it out a little more clearly for us. So beginning at verse six, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Now, as we saw in our last show, we know that every believer, that is every born again believer in Jesus Christ, has at least one spiritual gift. And then we know that those spiritual gifts are given by God, given to us by God for the common good of the church, the body of Christ. We also saw saw that God accomplishes his work on this earth through his church, again, the body of Christ, as we employ our gifts, right? And then the work is the Lord's, and we're entrusted as stewards of our spiritual gifts. We're to serve one another in the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's break it down Break it down again. Okay, each believer, born-again believer in Christ has a spiritual gift. Those gifts are used for the common good of the body of Christ. God accomplishes his work on this earth through the body of Christ using our gifts. The work's the Lord, and it's entrusted to us through our spiritual gifts he gives us. And then we are to serve one another in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
So knowing all this and all those gifts we I, I uh, read about in um, Romans 12, 6 through 8, the bottom line is this. Whatever gifting God has given you, do it to the best of your ability. And then, of course, relying upon the Holy Spirit to empower you with that extra strength to go that step further. You have a gift. Don't be out there sitting on it. God doesn't want you sitting on it. He's giving you that gift to empower you to help somebody. There's a lot of people out there that need your gift, that are hurting, that are lost, that need counsel, consolation, exhortation, teaching, whatever the case may be. That's what a gift is out there. And God operates through us, the body of Christ, with those gifts, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to reach a lost and hurting world. That's the bottom line. So why is it that believers, the majority of believers, fail to serve the Lord by using their gifts given to him and thereby weaken weaken the church as a whole? That's why the church is weak today, because a lot of believers aren't operating in their gifts. They're sitting back on their laurels, waiting to the sweet by and by when they go to heaven or Jesus comes and uh, raptures him. <laughs> okay, so that's not the way it's supposed to be. The church is supposed to demonstrate the power of God. And as the body of Christ has different members and each of us is a member of that body, then we need to operate in those gifts to strengthen the church. Now, the reason that doesn't happen is because there's a, there's a lot of reasons, but I'm, I'm going to go through some of the excuses why why believers fail to to learn what their gift is and to operate. Number one is inadequacy. People feel that, you know, they look at their own weaknesses instead of the power of the Holy Spirit operating through them. And they just say to themselves, I can't do this. I'm not capable. Fear of failure is another excuse. A lot of Christians let fear keep them from operating and serving in the body of Christ. They um, they feel that um, it's not going to work for them. They're going to fall, fall on their faces and they can't be used by God. Laziness is another one. People who want to avoid work won't volunteer to help. They won't operate in their gifts. They won't work in the children's ministry or the nursery, right? <laughs> and they got a gift. So that's laziness. Um, a lack of love for other people. If people aren't concerned for others, they're unlikely to serve them. Uh, a lot of people in the body of Christ, you know, they, they, they know the love of God, but they don't operate in that love when it comes to others. Um, unwillingness to commit. Um, using spiritual gifts are a responsibility that some believers are reluctant to accept. Because they know with that acceptance comes a commitment, right? Comes a commitment to be a deacon or an usher or what have you. Teen ministry, young adult ministry, you know, maintaining the church facilities. That they know that uh, if they commit, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be held accountable. Um, poor time management. People just say, "I don't have time to do it." Um, comparisons, another excuse. People look at other people you know, operating in their gifts and say, oh, I can never be like them. Um, they do much better than me, so I'm not going to do it. Why should I? I can never operate like them. I can't teach a Bible study like pastor or minister can. I can't do it. So that's another reason. And a big one, the last one I'm going to concentrate on one is sin. If you are a born-again believer and you're living in sin, then you don't have a big desire to serve the Lord. Bam. There it is. Uh, You know I'm telling the truth. You know I'm right. Stepping on a lot of toes. If you are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ and you are living a life of sin, 
then you don't have a desire to serve God because you got that guilt on you. You feel the enemy's talking to you. Your flesh is talking to you like you can't serve God. You're not even living right. How are you going to tell other people to live right? And you can't even live right yourself. So those are some of the the excuses people use to why they're not operating in the uh, the gifts of the spirit that God has planted, has given to us as a body, as members of the body of Christ. And one more I want to touch on is ignorance. Again, some people didn't even know they have a spiritual gift once they were born again. And they don't know what the word of God says about those spiritual gifts or that particular spiritual gift that they have and how to operate in them. So that's why I'm doing this this teaching on the spiritual gifts because a lot of people born again, just ignorant. Like I said, they get saved. They, you know, they get into the word, which is good reading and praying and going to church fellowship, but they don't operate in the gifts. They show up on Sunday, they sit in the pews and then they go home. I mean, those are all good things to do, but at some point you need to take what was given to you and allow the Holy spirit to empower you and operate to you and bless those in the body of Christ and reach those out outside the body of Christ to bring them in. And that's the truth, Ruth. You know, I'm right. <laughs> you hear me? You know, I'm right. So I want to pray for you right now. I just want to pray that this message hits you, that you're convicted by this message by the Holy Spirit, and that you will find out what your spiritual gifting is from God and start operating in that. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Father, as I preach from your word today and from Romans chapter 12 and from First uh, Peter chapter 4 about the gifts of the Spirit. I pray that those that are hearing this message or within sound of my voice will be convicted by the Holy Spirit, that they will no longer sit back and rest on their laurels, but they will seek and search out and discover the gift that you or gifts that you've implanted within them and begin to operate in, in them so that they will begin to go for it and use those gifts no matter what may come. So Lord, I just thank you for empowering those people, for motivating them to get out and operating in the gifts. I thank you, Father, for those who aren't sure of the gifts that you'll bring mentors or wise counsel to them that will help them discover and know what their gifts are and then begin to operate in those gifts within the body of Christ. And I pray this in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So there you have it. There you have it, folks, the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, I hope this is a blessing. This message was a blessing to you. And that, uh, again, that you will seek out your gift. Like I gave my testimony in uh, the last episode, how I was uh, I had to repent because I wasn't operating in my gift of teaching, which I am doing now. But, you know, use me as an example. Um, there's other people out there, too, that that have good teachings on gifts. I know Charles Stanley has a good teaching on that. So, uh, if you look that up on his website, you can find uh, the several teachings on spiritual gifts. But anyway, um, now's the time to act. That's why the church is weak. The church can no longer stand to be weak. Times are crazy. The world needs us, and we need to get out there and be about the Lord's business. Well, folks, that'll about do it for today's show. Um, again, I hope you get blessed by the message and get out there and operate in your spiritual gifts. There's two things I like to ask for you. I'll ask. There's two things I like to ask you to do for me at the Indies program. First, I want you to pray for me in the show. It means more to me than you ever know. Pray that, that God will use this show to His glory and honor. 
And number two, tell two or three other people about the podcast. You know, go ahead, share it with them. Tell them how they can listen to the show, whether on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, etc. Just share it with them. Tell them, they, hey, there's this brother out there who's, who's bringing the word of God. He's breaking it down and making it clear for us. And um, it's only you that make this show possible. Um, people otherwise wouldn't know about it if you didn't spread it by word of mouth. So it's by your word of mouth, your your advertising the show, promoting it, that we'll bring more believers in and unbelievers too to the body of Christ. So everyone, God bless you. Peace out, and I'll see you next week.